All right. Welcome to Thursday. The UAW gauntlet is laid. We're talking about that today. We've been talking about that, waiting for it to happen. But I'll talk about two icons return. Two different stories, two different industries, two different icons. The people really want to know who I is and who Two for Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> first of all, I can't wait for this first story because it's like... Like, like it reminds me of the meme where the, the, the dude just like walks past, like. <laughs> oh yeah. So well, we'll get there. We'll get no, there. No, yeah, that's that. That'll be the meme if they actually get it, which they won't. Exactly. It'll, it'll exactly. be an interesting story. Hey, hey yesterday. Yesterday. Go ahead. So I, we're I don't so know excited. if the people know this. If you weren't following on the gram or on the on the LinkedIn, we were at we we're in Baltimore, final walkthrough of the Asotucon venue. Which look, if you only come. For like the first hour of the thing, <laughs> the energy around just walking in the space is going to be nuts. Our team, they're like walking us through. I love it because, you know, historically, it's always been like Paul and me going, yeah. hey, what if we, what if we? And our team is walking us through. They're like, we're going to do this little activation and this little activation. Paul and I were like, okay. we're like two little kids in a candy okay. shop. Like, that sounds great. Let's do it. Let's do it. But we're halfway through. And I get a, a FaceTime from my man, Colby Joyner. This dude just loves to FaceTime people out of the blue. <laughs> In the car. Uh, he's, uh, he's with the Cavender Auto Group. He's been, you know, a couple different places. Uh, and if you don't know him, just a great all-around guy. And we're chatting, and he's like, I'm coming. And I've talked to, uh, you know, a couple other people about coming. And I had this revelation in the moment. And I had no clue that Kelly was recording me when I said this. It was this. great. But I said, you know, so many people, they'll send one or two people from an organization to an event. And I know travel expenses, time away from store, all of those are major things. But the difficult part, and he, even he said, that it's a 700-person organization, which is like a mid-sized organization when it comes to, to dealer groups. The ability to, to enact change at an organizational level from things that you might hear at an event when it's only one or two people tough. kind of beating the drum is extremely tough. Mm -hmm. And we were just, we had this like candid conversation that got caught on video. So you can find it on LinkedIn or Instagram. It's a candid conversation about just how you need a, a small critical mass to really enact change. You know, we even had a couple industry partners last year that were like, Hey, we really, we need to send six people because we're actually, there was actually one industry partner last year that sent six people they said, we don't even, we're not even interested in like the sales game. We're not even trying to pick that up, but we know that after every session, we're going to have to go away and have a conversation, six of us, so that we make sure we know what it looks like for us to go home and do this well. Um, so like, just think about that as an, as an org, like what's the value of sending one or five or six people and how much can you impact the organization? the more critical mass you have in an event, like whether it's a SOTUCON or NADA or any, any of these. So um, we're shaping up topics right now. I know that's a big question that a lot of people have. Uh, you can see the speaker list at a SOTUCON.com, um, which is not, it's just a partial speaker list. Oh, already have over a thousand rooftops represented and growing every day. Uh, topics are going to include things like tech recruiting, uh, CDPs and data, going to include things like um, how do we move toward a retail buying experience? Maybe if you're struggling with one price or considering, we're going to have experts and people who have done it. This is going to be a place where you actually meet yep. the people who are doing the things that you are trying to do or considering doing or want to do better. Those conversations are happen, uh, happening. Get your tickets now because you want to also be able to book in the main hotel before the rooms are gone. 
and it's discounted this month too. So we'll do that. Let's get into some news. We got a lot of stuff going on today. A lot of things to do. Um, So here's what Kyle was talking about at the beginning of the show. The players are all on the field now as the UAW president, Sean Fain, has announced the union's intention to pursue uh, what some are calling an audacious set of proposals. I think most people call it that uh, from the Detroit's big three. Um, He calls it the, quote, most ambitious contract demands in decades, including double-digit wage gains, restoration of pensions, and improved benefits for retirees. Also, buckle your seatbelt, pun intended, they're pushing for a reduced 32-hour work week in manufacturing. I knew there was a trigger pad coming. Yes. I mean, I don't don't know if this is the part where, like, we're going to just, like, the the old, like, Donald Trump negotiating tactic. We're going to, like, say something so ridiculous so that wherever we we back up to is still a really good place. So, uh, Fane emphasized that if the automakers want to celebrate their record profits, and he's, if you, we have, did we have a picture of this article where he's sitting in front of all, like, the billboards? I don't know if we do, if we don't. But, yeah, there you go. He's sitting in front of uh, two, like, you know, old school, like, foam core boards on a tripod and it's like news headline clips gm earnings soar from cnn stellantis new record profits ford q2 profits soar. so he's like hey if you want to brag about profits you should be prepared for record contracts Yo. um you know stellantis is saying hey we're, we're definitely looking to they use the word collaborate i like that they've been watching our stuff not really um while also emphasizing the need like hey we want to have a globally competitive company that pays globally competitive wages um, and so this, this one's going to be a thing. The, the current contract expires September 14th, man, so, right, I, before I, right before SodaCon, right before SodaCon, everybody's, everybody's like, conversations there. I'm like, no more inventory. They yeah. stopped working. What's <laughs> happened? And blah, 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 you know, be all right. um, this is, we've known that the shots fired were coming, you know, as, as we started to hear in July, the Q2 reports and the UAW talking about the potential of a strike and, um, so I'm not surprised by this, but like the screenshot putting the articles behind you, <laughs> we knew like, that was coming. We talked about it. Cold we've been blood. Oh, so it's, we've been talking about that. This like, it's going to be a little awkward, right? When this look guy, at this troublemaker, he's you like, want to make it awkward. Let's make it awkward. You want to make it awkward? <laughs> tell well, me you're broke. Tell me you're like, broke. Bro- yeah. T- <laughs> tell, me, tell me you're broke right now and, and we'll figure this out. No, this is, and, and we talked about this earlier this week, you know, that the balance between moving to EV and understanding that record profits are happening on the ice side and trying to balance, you know, manufacturing and, re- and reducing expenses as the transition in both research and development uh, and manufacturing move into EV cycles is just going to be something that manufacturers sh- continue to struggle with. But Kudos to the union for just paying attention to the news, you know, and leveraging a, that. Yeah. And, I mean. and and here's the thing. Like, you look at the thing, like, wage gains. Wages are up across every industry, and unions have to fight for that every few years. It's not something that, like, just because of profitability or anything like that, that is just happening. That's the, that's the like downfall of having a union, right? It's, it's this like cycle of fighting for wage increases that doesn't just, that isn't just demanded personally by the people. Um, so that's, that makes complete sense. Restoration of pensions and improved benefits for retirees. Hey, look, that's like, why wouldn't you want to take care of your people? And so I, if I had to guess, the big three are probably going to look at this and be like, okay, we got you. We see you. There's going to be a little bit of negotiations. We'll probably see a couple of weeks of, of strike just because that's the way you leverage your best negotiation. And then we'll be right back on it. We'll see. Here we go. 
Kyle seems pretty certain. We'll see. I'm, I'm certain. <laughs> Speaking of being right back on it. Oh, yeah. Stop. We can do Segway. that. Time. Uh, the internet is abuzz with the iconic Toyota Land Cruiser as it stages its comeback. I'm excited I drive a Land Cruiser. Discontinued in the United States in 2021. It's making a grand return with the 2024 model that exudes retro charm. Now, this is, I've never seen a vehicle before. We'll talk, I'll, I'll get to this in a minute. Uh, the transformation is marked by, uh, it's a little bit smaller, and uh, it's going to have a hybrid version, which is an improvement I can I can vouch for it when it says the iconic poor fuel efficiency of the vehicle. It's disgustingly bad. Like it's got this it's big bad. V8 in it and it's like 12 to 14 miles a gallon if the wind's behind you and you're going downhill. Uh, the new design shares its architecture with other Toyota models. So it's starting to look more like the lineup, like the Sequoia, the Tacoma, the Tundra. Um, it also looks uh, very similar to that Lexus GX that they released you know, a little while ago, that really cool and the Lexus GX has yep. definitely an edge on it, but it's still wider than the old 200 series. And, um, you know, it's also probably the biggest thing people are talking about. It, it's affordability. It's $30,000 less than uh, the, the 200 series that was out. And, uh, you know, so there's a couple things. One really interesting thing is that you can order different headlight packages. I haven't seen really? that much. Oh yeah, so like ah, different trims. Yeah, number. so like one of them is like very retro, like round-looking headlights. Yeah. But that's something I haven't seen, and like Toyota's keeping it interesting. I do wonder though how it crosses that's interesting over on like with yeah the, manufacturing. That. No, how it crosses over with? I mean, as long as you can put it in the same thing, and it's not like a different front grille, I guess. Right, sure. But but like man, it's like this is getting real close to like the Forerunner price point wise even size wise like but toyota's always kind of been like that it's a highlander it's a forerunner now it's gonna be a land cruiser but i'm excited about it because i think the land cruiser is just epic it's it's a really dope look it's a little bit narrower and but it's it's a nice stance oh no, it's wider. i will say if it's wider it's it's what well it's wider uh wait it's wider it's than, wider than the current one than the current one yeah right um but if you haven't gone and watched the video like it's funny because it's kind of a retro car, but the the announcement video is like pure rock and roll. Oh, I didn't it's even really, see really it. Fun. I gotta go yeah, see it. Yeah, like the way they pictures. brought them in through this garage thing and like staged them, it was really really neat. So, <laughs> um, I'm excited about it. I've never been like a big Land Cruiser type fan, but I feel like this like meeting old with new type feel and vibe is is it's just a really fun truck. So yeah, so, I, yeah. I never was either until I I bought this one. Some people might know I bought it from Gary Vaynerchuk. It was his. Land Cruiser, it's got like two hundred sixty thousand miles on it. You Running were in, like it, you were 10K. in it last week. You're like this thing Running runs like it's got ten k. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, speaking of, what do we do? Ah, uh, there was there should have been a good transition. There really is. Well, from one not. legend to another to another. I don't know if this know. one's as quite time. legendary as a Land Cruiser. <laughs> In a bold move to redefine its online retail identity, Overstock.com CEO Jonathan Johnson revealed his jealousy. Wait, is his name John Johnson for real? Jonathan. Jonathan Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've decided to adopt the name of a well-known competitor. Uh, so if you didn't remember, uh, just a couple months ago, Overstock acquired the digital assets of the then bankrupt Bed Bath & Beyond uh, and has since made a full transition to its iconic brand, signaling a significant shakeup in the e-commerce home goods sector. Uh, if you go to overstock.com, is uh, it's not overstock.com anymore. That thing re redirects right Redirect. over to bedbathandbeyond.com. Um, there's like, there is a little bit of, if you... 
I've been to bedbathandbeyond.com and Overstock. They definitely like they've done a little bit in the design to kind of like meld the two and make, you know, the recommendation engine feel more like Overstock, but the stocking and the the, the kind of look and feel uh look more like Bed Bath and Beyond. Um so basically overstock historically has just been a clearance sale, uh, kind of the overstock place where, you know, they would buy large, low, large stock of overstock and then resell it at cheaper prices. Um, and so they're, they're trying to reposition their brand as like a premium first stock home goods store. Um, now this is, this is what's wild. Old Bed Bath & Beyond customers can still utilize up to $50 of their rewards points on this hey, website. So it's like, all your coupons all coming over. There's you got move. over. It's just this like whole meld mashup of, of home goods. And uh, I think we were talking yesterday. It's like, it's like kind of like Marshall's TJ Maxx, but for homes and, <laughs> you know, overstock, but it's bed, bad. It's like this whole mashup of things, but um, it's actually like we, I was, I was looking on it yesterday. Just the site in general was actually pretty easy. Pretty to good. Navigate. Well, so if Kyle says gonna, it's easy to navigate. Yeah. That's you know, in my mind, that's okay. passing with flying colors because he's yeah. a little particular the way site's supposed to work. Like and rightfully so. I'm going to wrap yep. all three of these articles back. This last one talks about brand and the power of brand moving into something people expect into what's something people already know, right? The reason the brand has power and the experience has power is because both companies have executed to that. They mashed them up together, right? And you're thinking like, okay, now everything works together. Toyota Land Cruise, the reason why they can come back so strong is because what they had built on the brand platform already has an expectation and a desirability to it. So when the new one comes out, it's just gonna sell. Go all the way back up to the first story. We're talking about the unions and we're talking about the OEMs and we're talking about them trying to work out the differences and that might lead to a stoppage of new vehicle supply. We're no stranger to that. We're just getting back on our feet. But if you are a dealer, you can do a lot on a regular basis to make that a non-factor. I mean, it'll always impact you a little bit, but every day, what is the perception of your store? What is the perception of working in your store, the experience on your website. You have so much you can do about those things that frankly, you don't have to worry that much about the other things if you're focusing on the right things. And, and there's a place that you can do that. It's called a SodaCon. It's coming Yo, up. <laughs> hit them with it, baby. Uh, like, yeah, hit we're talking about it because we truly believe the best thing for you to do with you and some of your people is to just be there with us for 48 hours to change this industry. So get out there and love some people and build some brand too.